Welcome to the Grappling Discourse Podcast. My name is Matt Scaff. In this episode, I want to have a little bit of fun. I want to talk about what's your jiu-jitsu animal. Ways to discover your jiu-jitsu animal. Some questions to ask yourself if you've never thought about it. But grappling exists in the animal kingdom. We've all seen animals grapple. From animals just playing and having fun to animals jostling for position in their communities, to animals fighting to the death. If you think about a lion hunting a gazelle, the lion physically takes the gazelle down, tries to pin it to its back so it can land that fatal bite to its neck. It's almost, in the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu community, a rite of passage for someone to tell you that you're grappling represents this animal a lot of um, jiu-jitsu's most famous represent representatives have an animal that is associated with them so before we get into some questions to ask yourself and how to discover your own animal i want to just list some of these most famous associations so hicks and gracie has always been associated with the lion In my opinion, this is the most accurate one. When you think of a monkey grappling, you think of Jeff Glover. So Jeff Glover's always been associated with the monkey. Leandro Lowe, who's known for his balance and his guard passing, is associated with the tiger. These two really surprised me, and I would love to hear the backstory to both of these. Eddie Bravo and John Donahue are both known associated with the sloth. Tom DeBlas is known as the gorilla. Lucas Lech is known and associated with the coyote. And so one of our brown belts here is incredibly good at the coyote sweep, which Lucas Lech kind of coined. And so that's how that name, the coyote sweep, came about. I think everyone's heard of Ronald Souza or Jacques Array. He's had an amazing UFC career, and Jacques Array stands for Crocodile. And so most of the time, when you first start thinking about the animal that represents your style, you start off with big animals that are near the top of the food chain. So the big ones almost always going to be cat, some type of cat, whether it's a lion, tiger, jaguar. It's funny because I asked a few of my students yesterday, hey guys, when you guys grapple with me, what animal represents my style? And they all came up with a different type of cat. I heard tiger, jaguar, and panther. And when I was a purple belt, and first started thinking about this idea, I wanted to be a big cat, one of those big cats, like a mountain lion, a tiger, or a jaguar. And those are the three that I wanted to my jiu-jitsu to be associated with. But over the years, I've really started to evolve my style. And the more my style has evolved, the animal that I associated with it personally changes. And so currently... I would say the animal that embodies my style the most is the spider. When I think of the spider and the way that it hunts, I think it really is the closest, I should say, representation of my own. My style is very submission-based. 
I have great balance, and I'm very light on top. I see myself as more of an artist, and I like to play the guard over wrestling. And so when you guys are first starting to think of what animal in the world represents your jiu-jitsu style, first, I know some of you guys are probably thinking, I barely know 10 moves. No animal represents my style. You're not going to really start to get a style until later in your blue belt. That's usually when people will first start to say, oh man, you're... When you grapple, it reminds me of a tiger or a bear or a, you know, I've heard so many different uh, animals over the years. Just in the past couple of years, I've heard rhino, not about myself, I should say, about, you know, a student talking about another student. You know, I've heard rhino, I've heard elephant, I've heard bear, I've heard cat, I've heard tiger, I've heard seal. Uh, What else have I heard? I've heard octopus, I've heard spider, I've heard snake. And so there's a million different options. And the first question to ask yourself is, are you a position or submission-based grappler? Think about that. Answer it. The second question, are you known for your speed or strength? Do people comment how strong you are? Or do people say, man, I have a tough time keeping up with you? Do you have good balance? Are you hard to sweep? Are you hard to sweep when you're on your knees? Or is it more when you're standing above people? Are you more of a standing passer? Do you have heavy top pressure or are you light on top? Are you wrestling base or would you rather sit and play guard? Are you an artist or do you see yourself more as a warrior? And I think that's a good start to, once you start to answer those questions, you can start to eliminate some of the animals. So how I came up with spider, and I should say that I've been feeling like my jujitsu styles represented a spider definitely the past year. Before that, it was actually a swan. I thought my style was more graceful. I like transitions. And I just, again, I don't know. There's something the swan stuck out to me. I would say once or twice a year, the topic gets brought up. And so when it gets brought up, it's really fun to think about, you know, either ask people, hey, what style do you think I have? Or you can start to think about what style your training partners represent. Well, over the past year, I came to Spider because I feel like I'm a submission-based grappler. So I'm definitely a predator that is looking for the kill, just like the spider. I'm more known for my uh, speed, and I have really good balance, especially when I'm standing. And so when I think of a standing-based grappler and one that has good balance, I don't think of a bigger animal. I think of a smaller animal that uses more of transitions to win than guys that are really heavy. When I think of guys that are hard to sweep on their knees, I usually think of bigger and heavier guys. Or guys that are known more for their top pressure. And so I have light pressure on top. It doesn't mean that I can't be heavy at times. But I prefer to play light and to play fast and agile. I definitely prefer to play guard over standing and wrestling. And I see myself more as an artist. 
And when I answer those questions, I really do. I start to eliminate some of the ones like, you know, for myself personally, again, when I first started thinking about this, I wanted to be the jaguar. I wanted to be the mountain lion. I wanted to be a big cat. But I just don't play very big. And for me, it eliminates a 200-pound-plus mammal. And so, again, I see the spider as as being a light, ferocious predator that is scary to people. But at the same time, it can fit in the palm of your hand. And no matter how big the spider might look, it's really not that heavy. And I see the spider as an artist, the way that it weaves its webs. And all spiders have different webs. And they're beautiful, whether they're big webs that go from tree to tree or they're really small. We've all seen and been amazed by the spider. And the way the spider, it traps its prey is kind of the way I like to think about my chokes. The sequences that I can use to get the submission. It seems like it's never ending. And it might seem at time, like at times that I have extra limbs. Because I can just keep attacking chokes from different angles. And I can go from the back to the north-south to the guillotine. Another person at the gym, Brandon, my instructor, he's very heavy. And so if I'm using this same formula to kind of pick his animal and think about what animal represents his style, he's definitely position-based. He prefers to keep position over going for the submission. He's known for his top pressure, and he's insanely hard to sweep. But it's not from when he's standing. It's from when he's on his knees or floating. He definitely prefers to play the guard And I would say he's more of a warrior. He definitely has some artistic qualities to his grappling, but he's always been the warrior. At least I've always seen him that way. And so I think of a big animal. I think of the hippo. Brandon's the heaviest grappler I've ever faced. Like he's so heavy. He's constantly being asked how much he weighs. And he's so heavy that at at times people think it's strength. It's definitely not. Brandon, you know, he's an average strength gentleman. Um, You know, he doesn't work out. He doesn't lift, but he looks strong. But it's really how heavy he is. It makes you think, man, this dude is so strong. I'm telling you. And the people that have grappled with Brandon, you're probably laughing or smiling right now because you're thinking about a time when you're like, oh, my God, there's no way he's 180 pounds. It feels like he's 250. He has some of the viciousness at times that I think a hippo has. He's somebody to be feared on the mats, but he's also not always that way. And so if you get in his territory or you come in and challenge him, it can be very vicious. I imagine, Brandon, uh, if you guys have ever seen that video of the boat. So there's a boat. I want to say it's in the Nile. It's definitely somewhere in Africa where this boat's going down the river and this hippo just starts chasing the boat because it's going through its territory. And it just definitely reminds me of some of the times Brandon's had these challenge matches or had people come in and, you know, try and 
you know, either embarrass him or tell him his moves don't work during class. Like he's very territorial and he will, he will cut somebody's head off (laughs) if they try and do that to him in the middle of class. So I hope you guys are having fun with this. I'm telling you, you can use your animal, like your jujitsu animal or the animal that you represent as a training tool. I'm telling you, there's been times where I've tried to embody a certain animal and especially the spider recently. There's definitely training sessions I go in and I've thought about the spider and the way it moves and the way that it hunts. And I've tried to think of ways that my grappling can show that more, that it can represent the way the spider hunts in the wild. Like how can I trap people more? How can I move more effortlessly and more you know, how can my traps become more, you know, dangerous? And how can I hide this submission? And to me, it makes me a more tactical grappler. And it helps with that artistic side of jujitsu, in my opinion. And it helps you think about movements in a different way. And so, again, don't freak out if you just started and you're like, oh man, I must be the worst animal. I haven't, I haven't even ever finished a submission. <laughs> It's going to come. And one day, one of your training partners, your instructor is going to say, man, your style looks like blank. And it's going to be a really cool moment because I know it's been really cool for me when times at times when people have told me, man, your style, man, it feels like you're an octopus. Like octopuses are badass. And any time that you get your jujitsu gets associated with an animal, it's always a big uh accomplishment and a really big compliment today i ran the beep twist twice so i'm really preparing for this last day before christmas and to start the new year off right so i decided to run the beep test twice i actually increased the distance so normally you do it 65 feet well i added four extra feet to make it a little bit harder and i just ran to level 10 and then i ran it again at the normal distance like probably 10 or 15 minutes. I took 10 or 15 minutes in between beep test runs and ran to level 10 again. I'm going to try and do a run right before Christmas. I think uh, Christmas Eve. So in a few days, I'm going to try and make it to above 13. 13.0 is my best run. And I did that, I want to say four or five months ago. So I'd like to get a mid 13 and a half, 13.5, but Honestly, anything over 12 is amazing. So I'm really proud of myself for you know stepping up and doing that beep test twice because it is definitely really, really, really difficult. So I hope you guys are still challenging yourself over the holiday season. It's definitely important to take a few days off, indulge in some eating, take a couple days off grappling, think about you know, your family and your loved ones, but make sure that you still have one or two challenges that you're trying to accomplish over this time. I'm looking forward to the new year. I've got some big goals. I'm definitely going to do a podcast episode on goals and what I'm looking to accomplish in the next year. I accomplished a couple of the big goals that I had set this year, and there's definitely a couple that I didn't. So I'll let you guys know what they are next time. Peace. Think about your jiu-jitsu animal. Watch animals grapple. It's only going to make you better.